Welcome to the Film Crew Love Podcast. Let's have some fun. Welcome to the Film Crew Love Podcast. The love, the love of film labor. I'm your host, M. Hotep, joined today by one of my favorite people in the industry, uh, one and only Carla Joy Farmer. Say hello, hello, Carla. How are you? Excellent. Even better now. Carla is a department head hairstylist. Um, her and I worked together years and years ago on uh, Southland and maybe even private practice yes. a little bit. Um some of her credits currently include, uh, I think you were just on Coming yes. to America too, right? Mm-hmm. And yes, and Dolomite. So you've been with Eddie for a minute. Um, um, one of the most pleasant people to work with on set, and someone that AD leans on heavily for time frames, the um, hair and makeup um, requirements of wigs, and things of that sort. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but first, Carla. Tell us where you were uh, when you got the news that the industry shut down. For we COVID. were working on King Richard. Um, that is Will Smith, the story of Richard Williams and his daughters, Serena and Venus. And, um, yeah. you know, Will is an exceptional leader and um, he made sure everyone was safe. And when we couldn't work any longer, they had to cut it. But we were we were trying to keep it going as long as we could. So you guys are in the middle yes. of production. Yes. We, okay. How many days we was got left on that uh, feature? So so Is we right? had a month and a half left. So um, supposedly we're going to go back after Labor Day, and um, it's probably going to be longer now because of the COVID regulations and all the things we have to do now is probably going to take longer than a month and a half to complete so i'm excited about that project that's it so without giving too much away obviously i mean you're dealing with richard williams you're dealing with different periods you're dealing with wigs this is him maturation tell me about that because you got two little girls you know tell me about um uh what that entails well first of all I just want to say I'm very excited that I've been able to work on movies that tell a story about us and that people might not know this but a lot of times when they're doing movies about African-American black people we may not be in the trailer So um, sometimes we're not considered valuable to the project. Um, So I'm very happy and pleased that I am able to lend my um, experience, my culture experience and those things to these type of films, which is very, very important. So this movie um, is very important too because Richard Williams is a icon of a father of a a businessman and someone who did not take any crap 
and he put his children first and he knew the value of his children and he did not settle for the okie doke. And whenever you're doing a film, you it's important that you do the research on the characters, on um, their looks, and you want it to be as accurate as possible, but at the same time, you're dealing with time restraints. So you just try to make the best decisions for the project itself and the time restraints. You try to tell a story that that happened within, you know, a long period of time, and you have to condense that into two and a half hours, sometimes shorter than that. Excellent. Wow. Has anyone from the family uh, yes. been around the set at all? Yes. Uh, tell me so, about that. Um, one of the producers is um, um, one of the daughters. Yeah, and um, another um, sister is, um, I'm sorry, one of the producers is um, Venus and Serena's sister. And another sister yeah. is working as, she's in the costume department. And there's a Excellent. nephew on the set who is in the camera department. So it's, Fantastic. and Serena and Venus have both been on set. And that was it extraordinary. It was extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Wow, man. I can't. I mean, I, I, I can keep talking about this for more and more, but I'm a. I'll probably pivot back to that, man. I, I'm so glad because I've been talking to folks that you know between shows mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, shows are just wrapped, but you were in the middle of production on a, a very important. A story dealing with the culture in this right. day and age, and then COVID. Right, came. and yeah. along with the COVID came some civil unrest. Unrest. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, behind the scenes too, I'm I've been working with that too. Like I'm on some committees. Yeah. I'm on some diversity committees, and we're trying to make things happen behind the scenes, so that we are represented more. Because we're fifteen percent of the population, right? Somewhere like fourteen to fifteen. Right. But what would you say in the film industry? We're like three to six percent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that has to change. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so for you, I mean, you've been in the game. I don't want to say uh, at least Since twenty years. Since the nineties, right? Yes. 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 <laughs> I say, and so. Um, for you, I guess this might change from time to time, but when you take mm -hmm. a job, uh, is it for the work environment, the creativity, or the money? If you had to rank those in uh, work environment, creativity, or money? It is the work environment, the people I'm going to work with first, and the project itself. Those go hand in hand. And yeah. the money has never driven me. The money comes when you're doing what you love to do. And it and um, I might make more on one movie and then the next one, because it's something I really want to do and they don't have the same budget, I might not make the same salary, but the, to me, the project is important and I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Right. So work environment, people, and project is your... How you yes, the, that goes hand in hand. Nice. The project and yeah. the people that I get to surround myself with. 
that is the first priority. Yes. Great. All right. So uh, if you had to rank your order of preference, uh, would you consider movies or TV commercials or music videos? If you had to rank those jobs and preference? Well, I'm a TV girl by nature. I usually do more television and I'm starting to do more film. I like them both equally. And and there's okay. kind of a like, well, you know, people are a snob to television because they feel like it's not as um, what is it? It's not as what's the word? You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? I don't know. I I I, I know. I've heard. I've, I've had those conversations, but I didn't understand what they right. rooted from. But yeah. today, I feel TV is just as important as film, and um, the quality. You know, the quality on some TV shows are on the top of the list of creativity right. and the way it's shot and the stories and the and what we can tell uh, in a 10 week time than just in two in two hours so I I right. hold them both dear and I hold them both highly yeah 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 all right let me ask you this um what makes you choose a job you mentioned people and project um what what about those obviously um subject matter sounds like something that inspires you is there anything when someone calls you what else do you, and they say carla i have a job for you what are the things do you want to know before you say yes well i want to know um it's a, I, it's very important to know what you what the story is about but also how could I lend my expertise? Because I've been on shows where maybe one season, it didn't work out for them. This is TV. It didn't work out for them with the hair people they had the prior season. And I right. and they're looking for something different. And I go, and then I ask pertinent questions. Okay, how can I lend my expertise to you? And they might say, well, we know you do a lot of wigs and we're looking for wigs. Or um, we have a multicultural cast and we need someone who is um, trained in both uh, all types of textures. So I try to see what the need is and why maybe it didn't work out for the team that was ahead of me. So that's happened to me a few times where I've come in and you know, replaced a, a a team because they were just looking for specifics. For a movie, yeah. I think um, lately I've been asked to do, you know, African-American, Black-driven um, movies, which I'm excited about that I'm in that place in my career. And I feel like they are iconic films and important films and so for me, it's very important that I do my research. I, I do everything I can to make sure that we demonstrate Black excellence, especially if the film is a Black or African-American story. That's very important to me and the people that work with me. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and with our stories going, you know, back in history and then present day, the look and the feel, yes. the hair, uh, they're looking at that crucial, man. And I think of you often. Um, I haven't, we haven't talked in so long, sister, but I think of you often uh, dealing with the conversations we often had about wigs and, you know, the different looks. Um, so I definitely appreciate um, how you're looking for authenticity to make sure the culture is represented properly. Um, you know, um, let me ask you about a job that maybe you passed on uh, that you regret not taking. Um, let me think. Or something that you took and you say, I, I should have passed on this. Is there uh, something on either side of that coin? Um, I can't think of anything of late that I have that feeling for. And then anything that I did that I might not have liked what I saw or I didn't like how it came out. Sometimes it was out of my control. Sometimes I just made the wrong choice. And I learned from those things. So I can't say I have any regrets, but I can say that sometimes the learning and you see your mistakes on film is cringe, you know, like you're like, oh my God. But it's like, okay, I hope I have another opportunity to do it better. And and that's yeah. how you got to roll because you can't sit in your mistakes. We all have things that we might not like how it showed up. And in film, it's really, film and TV, it's there forever. So it's there. So, you know, that's your reputation. But as you continue in your career, you and you keep making it better, that's what's going to really be what you're remembered for. The You know? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Talk about uh, how you build a rapport with cast. Uh, you know, a new movie, a new TV show. Uh, for those that don't know, a lot of times we do um, screen right. tests, right? Uh, you know, seeing different wigs, clothing, makeup. Uh, right. You know, how do you build a rapport over a, a course of months or weeks or years with cast from relatively unknown to, you know, you could be one of the most intimate relationships with them uh, as far as crew is concerned? Well, you, I, what, how I choose to do it is I have ideas in my head. And I, of course, you read the script, you meet the actors, and then the actors might have their own ideas. You know? And what I try to right. do, and this, this has helped me along the way, I over prep. I have more than what I need. Because you never know that you think something is right on and it's and it's perfect, but it just didn't work out. And um, you got to have backup. So it, it you just over you just over prep. Right. Something fits. It's like, for instance, for coming to America. We had no time. We had no screen test, nothing, because it was in Atlanta. And it just wasn't operating like that. So mm. I had a head of how I wanted these people to look in this film. And I, 
I, I just, I really worked hard at getting a lot of content, meaning hair. And I just overly had everything. And, and still when I was in Atlanta, I was still purchasing. But with everything that I brought, I used every single piece that I purchased. Because it was such a wow. massive crowd. And then one, like I, I remember designing this one wig for a specific character. And it didn't work out for that person. But guess what? It worked out for another character. And it was perfect. So sometimes you're designing things and I really am led by the spirit and um, I, I, I don't question things and I just do it. And, and God has never failed me on that. He, he, he guides me in the right directions. You know, I love your spiritual references. We had prayer yes. all the time uh, for all the years we've been together. So um, I'm encouraged by that. And I'm, I want you to talk more about coming to America. I know you were with uh, Eddie and yes. his team with Dolomite. Was that just a natural transition over there? Or how did you get the call well, over to uh, well, coming to America? Well, for Dolomite, I, Stacy, um, Stacy Cuts, um, who is Eddie's personal barber, and I, um, she's a really close friend. Stacy Morris is her real name. And she, we, we were talking about it because, you know, she works with me a lot. And I said, yeah. Stacy, I would really love to work on Dolomite. And she was like, okay, because we, I was doing a seventies TV show and I said, I'm perfect. I'm already dang near prep. We could go from this and go right over to Dolomite. And she said, you're right. So she put my name in the hat and then I had to meet with the director Craig Brewer, who is a producer and a director, and he um, did Hustle and Flow. He directed that, yeah. and he worked on Empire. So I met with him. He liked what I was coming up with. I showed him pictures. I showed him. He saw that I had done my research. So not only did Eddie's camp recommend me, so Craig was fine with it. So when Coming to America came around, um, it was like Eddie, Eddie's camp was able to put me in the deal, but I still right. called Craig and asked if I, if he would consider me for the job. I called his assistant, um, Rob, and, um, that's another person you should have on your podcast. <laughs> okay. I do a yeah. sidebar with that. Um, yes. And I called him and I said, Hey, can I interview for this job? And he said, okay, hold on just a minute. And so he got, and I was on hold for a, a minute. He came back on the phone. He said, oh, Craig says you're on it. So Eddie would have put my name in. His camp would have put my name, but I, it just made me really happy that Craig was like, yeah, of course we want Carla. So um, that's how that happened. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And just without giving away any of the details, just give me uh, overall what that, project was like uh, from start to finish with, for you and your team. To America? Yeah. Let me tell you, there were times because you know Ruth Carter did the costumes for both. And Man. I mean, this woman is a walking just, she's genius. And 
to be able to work with her and as a team member and somewhere where Ruth and I, we are able to connect on a, on an artistic level and we up each other. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Yes, I do. And I, that, that's food for yes. your soul, sister. I can see yes. your smile. So, yes. So yes. that right there is just an honor. And to to be on this project and to see what we came up with with the, as a team. And this and just know this that we're in Atlanta. I see these background people walking on set proud. And Mm-hmm. And we're working at Tyler Perry Studios mm-hmm. with African American excellence written on these stages. You see Whoopi Goldberg. You see um, um, Sydney Portier's name. You see all these names. It, it. I can't even explain to you the joy mm. that I had being there. And I broke down. I mean that our makeup artist Merce did to Merce um um what's Merce's last name? Dang it. Um we there were moments when you just broke down in tears because of the spectacularness and the splendor and all of this black beauty. And we're doing mm. a story that is iconic and if you thought coming to America one was it this, I mean, I just want people to be prepared because this is beyond what you think it is. I love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I love to hear it, sister. You sold it there. Yes, man. That's yeah. excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. All right. Um, let me ask you this. Um, who are your I call them OGs in the game. I guess, you know, your colleagues, your friends, the veterans, uh, who are the folks you lean on for a cup of coffee or just uh, for inspiration? Let me tell you, I'm uh, huge. Now, here's the thing. I'm huge on my mentors being a part of where I am now because they were able to give me so much guidance and help. Um, when we did Dolomite, I was able to call in a lot of my mentors. Um, Mr. Ken Walker, he passed away. Yes, he, my man, I heard, I know. He passed away, but I wanted him to run the um, the trailer for the background for me on Dolomite, but he wasn't able to do it um, because, you know, he he it was the beginning of his sickness. And, but he, but I was just excited that I could offer him that. So Mr. Ken Walker is, he's the person who got me in the business and just look up his resume. This man was oh, I work with him. Yeah, I know him. I know, this yes, yes. I know, I know Sir Ken. Do you know he was in demand till the yes. end? And he was 80, yes. I believe, when he passed away. Till the end. And Kiki yes. Lane, who was in um, Bill Street, and she um, plays one of the daughters in Coming to America. The fact that yeah. I could talk to her about my mentor and what he meant to her, too. That was just an amazing moment, you know, because he had yes. he he's and here's another thing. 
he started with 227 with Regina King and his last film was with Regina King. Yes. So it, it was just full circle for him. So he's he's someone who I treasure forever. Irma Kent, who worked a lot okay. with Mr. Kent. She is one of my mentors and and still one of my friends to this day. Debbie, um, dang it, Debbie, dang it. I'm so mad. I can't remember Debbie's last name right now. I have my... 55 year old brain working um debbie was part of um dolomite and um she helped me immensely um i i ride with um lily fearson she's 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 working with me on um king richard and lily She's an amazing hairstyle. Her mother is an icon in our industry. Her name is Doris Mosley. So Linda get um Lily gets it honestly. I also work with Linda Via Lobos. She she does Carrie Washington. She's done all the Wayan Brothers movies. She's phenomenal. Um Camille um friend. She she's the department head for Black Panther Marvel movie. She's phenomenal. She's one of my one of my friends, and she's a mentor to to, to me also. Even though she's younger than me, she's one of my mentors. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Robert Stevenson. He's helped me immensely in this business. He was um, Sam Jackson's personal hairstylist for years. Julia Walker, I think you met Julia. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. know. I, I know a lot of these people now. No, Come on, Miss Walker, is she still in the game? Let me tell you, that woman right there—that is yeah. the truth. Okay, she did. Yes, she did. Whoopi Goldberg. Yes, she was her personal hairstylist for years, but she is a phenomenal hairstylist, and she did a lot of period movies, and she's. She, I always go to her for advice, yes. and that's one thing I do do. I reach out to my people who I know have been in this game, and um, they are, oh, I can't forget Leonard Drake. Leonard Drake is another one who um, who's guided me and mentors me, and I can always call him for advice, and he, and he, he gives me ideas. He encourages me. He, he, you know, it's not just me, you know, and that's the thing is like, I don't think it's just me. I, I, I employ other people and, and it's not just me. It's about a team. Because right. what I say is I go that uh, making movies is a team sport. That's, that's my model. It's a team sport mm-hmm. because I might not be proficient in something but I will have someone on my team who can do it. So it just, it makes everyone look good, you know? Yeah. You have a diplomatic spirit. I always knew that. And uh, you're very giving and receiving, um, which is, you know, helpful in this collaborative workspace. Um, let me ask you this. When you are kind of putting your team together, uh, what are you looking for? You just kind of, I mean... <clears throat> you have different characters. Maybe you need some wigs. Maybe you need uh, a barber. Maybe you need 
some people you work with before, or mm-hmm. someone you haven't worked with? Yeah, word of mouth. it's okay. How do you put your team together? We did Dolomite. I knew it was a very special project, yeah. and it lended itself to people who knew the culture. And and there were times where um, it sometimes you just don't have to explain things because people were a part of the culture and know what you're looking for. So that makes it easier. But there are also times where there's people who may not be a part of the culture or know about the culture, but they're willing to do the research and willing to be there. And um, I, I work with a young lady and um, she's, um, she's not proficient in African-American hair, but she has one of the most wonderful work ethics I've ever seen. And she, whenever she is available to work with us, she's there with us. And the things that we may not, she may not know, we teach her. And um, I, we, I really look for people who want to work. I, I look for a work ethic. And then, of course, I look for people who are knowledgeable in things that maybe I'm not as good as. And I also look for people who are eager to learn. But I, the first important thing to me is that they want to work and they want to work at a, at a level of excellence. Excellent. Yes. Right. And you'll learn that you can weed that out uh, sooner than later. I mean, we, you know, uh, hair department, for those that don't know, if I have a, if I'm creating a seven o'clock crew call, uh, depending on what time that hair needs to be done, the hair department right. going in there a quarter to three or four in the right. morning, uh, if not earlier. Right. So, uh, you know, that's a daily situation. Um so, you know, yes. you learn who's yes. built for this early Definitely. in the game and who, you know. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, great, man. Um, let me ask you this. You, um, what is one thing that you would consider a strength and one thing that you <laughs> think you need to work on uh, in your um, career? A strength or, is that I think my work ethic is a strength. And I, the one thing I yeah. know I need to work at, I could be very harsh with how I say things. I, I, I need to, I'm pretty, I'm getting better at it, but I know I may rub people the wrong way sometimes because I'm very direct and to the point. And sometimes I don't have time to babysit you. And, and sometimes I do, but if, 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 I'm getting pressure. I'm never disrespectful or anything like that. Like I would never call someone out of their name or anything, but I'm really, I'm, I may not be able to coddle you the way you need to be coddled. Sometimes I'm not able to do that. And I wish I could find a way to do that where um, it doesn't take away from what we need to get done, you know? On pulling back a little bit, as you're thinking about uh, your career, what was one of the most rewarding uh, projects that you've been a part of, and then uh, one of the most challenging? Well, I think why? it's the same movie. Is both? It's um, coming to America. 
because we had just come off yeah. of Dolomite where it was challenging, but in a way where I was uh, surrounded by people and friends and colleagues and we had a good time. And doing coming to America presented challenges just on one thing because we had to go to Atlanta and hire people that we didn't know. So, so that is a problem sometimes because people don't know each other. They don't know personalities. They're used to a, a certain directive and things like that. And then people are, and here's the thing too in Atlanta, there are really great people in Atlanta and and they're like okay so why did you guys have to bring why are you here when I could have done this so that was challenging because you're used to your people but um, some of the most amazing hairstylists you know in the world reside there so I had some real incredible hair people with me and um, and I think we talked earlier about earlier about how um, rewarding how rewarding it was to work on that. Um, yeah, on that film. Excellent. So you um you probably forged some new connections down there. I'm sure. Yes, I I, yeah. I do. I have. I um, before you called today, I talked to um, one of the girls who I met down there, and she became such an angel to me. Her name is Navisa Nixon. And I also had um, Crystal, which I worked with before on another movie when I was um, in the South. And they really were a phenomenal um, help to me on this on this movie. I had a, a many other people, too, but those two stood out. They really came in there and um, um, supported me so that we could we could succeed on this movie yes mm-hmm. excellent um i guess how many hairstyles did you employ at once if i Ooh. turn over the back of a call sheet and look up uh carla joy's uh crew uh what do you think you put together i think at some at one point i think we had at least 20 mm. 20 yeah at least 20 people 20 hair set, 18 to 20, 25 people at some of the larger calls. We had a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It just gives me an indication of what kind of days you're working with there. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. We, yeah. We had <laughs> those days, you know, you have like three to 500 background, you know. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Great. So um, this part of the podcast I call, this might offend my political connects. All right. So as you think over your career and just working in the industry in general, mm-hmm. um, who do you or what, who or what do you consider underrated? Who or what do you consider overrated? And who or what do you consider properly rated? You mean as people or just different? It's in general. Some people have named. Uh, you want uh, me to tell you who I feel is underrated? Sure. Regina Hall. Okay. She is a phenomenal comedian, actress. She is genius. She's brilliant and she's underrated. Excellent. Gina Hall is underrated. Okay. <laughs> who is properly rated and who or what is overrated? 
Okay, properly rated, I would say, I think we would all say Eddie Murphy is the king. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think he's properly rated, but I have to say he's underrated too because, no, I have to say he's underrated because he should have had an Oscar. So, yeah, he's underrated. Okay. <laughs> so you're saying his his acting range Oh my is god. Underrated, yeah. Yeah, he's his acting range is underrated, but his yes. talent his yes. talent is recognized, but he should have been had an Oscar. Gotcha. <sighs> okay, I guess I have to step out of my culture to go for someone who's rated. Uh, overrated. Yeah, it could be who or what. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to necessarily call anybody by name. I mean, but you can. Other other folks have. We some people have described um, different parts of the industry. Some people have said co-producers. Somebody said you know uh, social media. Some people. I mean, for you, maybe two o'clock call time is in the morning is uh, overrated. Um, funky. Oh, damn. That's a hard one. That's a hard one for me. So everything. Oh, okay. I can say this. I can say this. I can say this honestly. Sometimes this is overrated. Making movies is a spectacular, and I feel it is something that is needed. But sometimes we take it too serious. Mm. And we, especially when dealing with people and the way they're spoken to and things like, sometimes we need to fall back and say, you know what? I am blessed enough to work in an industry where I still can play make-believe and make money. Yeah, so you think people just take it a little too seriously their profession, uh, not necessarily how they go about it, but just their entitlement. Is that what yes. you yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I think sometimes we got to take a pause and remember we are in the entertainment field, which is very important, especially now where we're going through this COVID. We see the importance of entertainment. It's very important. However, sometimes I've been on set where it's like, come on, let's calm down. You know, it's where we we are able to still pretend and do things that most people, the and especially some some of the um, things we're able to do are fun. Like we go to work and have fun basically all the time. I mean, right. but and we have to take safety seriously. Those kinds of things we should take seriously but sometimes we just need to relax and go okay y'all we're not we're not we don't we're not inventing the cure for for cancer let's let's bring it down a little you know what i'm saying do you you get what i'm saying yeah right? i do okay <laughs> you know i do oh yes 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 um let me ask you this is there anyone that you haven't worked with uh, that you like to work with either in front or behind the camera? 
Yes, I would love to work with. Um, I would love to work on an Ava DuVernay project. Yeah. Okay. I would also like to work with. Who haven't I worked with? I really want to work with. I've worked with a lot of great people. Oh, you know, I'm going to tell you, I would really love to work with Spike Lee. Yeah. Spike. Yeah. Okay. I would. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Um, So, let me see. Name it and claim it. This is one of our final questions here. Um, I guess 24 to 48 months Uh from now. Is there anything that you have on your bucket list career-wise that you uh, have yet to achieve or you aspire to do? Um, obviously, the industry's tilting uh, in a different direction. There's some things that are obviously coming down the pipeline. Um, what do you what do you look forward to in the next two to four I years? I would love to see. If it wasn't me, it would be someone. We have never seen a movie predominantly of color being nominated for hair and makeup in the history of the Oscars. Mm. I would love to see someone finally get that. Nice. Okay, that's beautiful, sister. All right. Uh, This is Carla Joy Farmer from the Film Crew Love Podcast. Any last words? Um, for uh, the uh, film crew constituency, I would just like to say that um, if there's any way possible that you could work in this industry and it's something that you want to do, go for it. Go for it. How would a hairstylist go about doing that? What is, I mean, things have probably changed since you got in. What is that's one thing I probably could ask um, you? Um, What's the best route for someone aspiring to do that? Um, there's mentorship programs. There's um, yeah. You can reach out to me at Farmer Carla on Instagram. I've I'm you know I can guide you, and um, there's nice. people out there that would love to help you, and. Um, I, you know, get get in the room, call the union, ask them what what it is that it, in any film, camera, um, um, I don't know, I can't speak for camera, but I'm just saying, call call the unions, ask them what the requirements are, bug them, ask them about non union movies or how can I get in and and you know just. Make the request. If you see seminars online, if you see people who are teaching classes, take the classes. You know, get in the room. Get around that person because that's how I did it. I had a deep faith in God and I felt led and I just got myself in places with people who were already doing it. I would visit people on set. It's going to be harder to do that now, but I would just, I would make myself known. And that's part of the step. Whenever someone calls me and goes, I'm interested in getting in the business, and I tell them right away, you're going to get in because you are making the steps. Just don't give up. Don't give up. 
That's beautiful, sister. The what, just briefly describe what your day would look like. I mean, what's a typical day on set for you? Uh, um, it would be an early call. Um, it would be prepping and getting ready for the scene that's about to come. That might entail wigs. Um, and now, now it's going to deal with a lot of sanitation before we get to even have the actors in the trailer. And it's just a lot of waiting, getting prepared, getting ready and waiting and watching monitors and making sure that things look the best that they can look. And um, it's about making sure what's, what you want to see on film is at a level that you want it to be and beyond. Excellent. Very good. Thank you, sister, for doing this. This is Carla Joy Farmer, uh, department hairstylist for Dolomite, coming to America two and 20 years uh, as a department head and hairstylist in Hollywood. Uh, this is the Film Crew Love Podcast. M. Hotel Coleman signing off. Till next time. Thank you.